Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds Around Town. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner, and today's episode is the Sounds Around Town, brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, sharing. Everance. Today, we welcome two-term mayor, Jeremy Stutzman, who is bringing the curtain down on nearly 16 years as an elected official in the city of Goshen. And Jeremy, that really sets the stage for my first question. It's hard to believe that it's been almost two decades since uh, you reluctantly were talked into running for elected office, and, and now you're getting ready to close the door and walking into a new part of your life. It seems that there are probably days that drug on forever, but more so, boy, it's gone by fast. I uh, thank you, Vince, and yeah, that um, definitely it's gone by fast, and it's it's hard to believe looking back that this is my 16th year being elected here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved it. Uh, there's been those days where you just can't believe you're doing it because great things are happening, and then those days where you can't believe you're doing it because not great things are happening. <laughs> um, but it is something that I've really enjoyed, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's gotten a, it's just that time to to take the next step in my life. Um, but it's been an absolute blast and um, honor of my life to be able to serve this community in this way. Well, you know, and it's interesting because um, I went back through, you know, kind of my memory banks after you made the announcement uh, at Founders Day for, for here at the chamber. And I was present uh, doing media at the time, and I was present when Lou Holtz uh, announced that he was stepping away from Notre Dame and, and said, essentially, well, it's time. And I remember sitting in the audience going, how can that be? How can, how can you have a job you enjoy so much and do so much and everything else? How can you just like, it's time. And then, you know, in my own career, I found out that it's time. And now that same thing has happened to you, that it's time to make a change. It doesn't mean you don't love the job. You aren't glad you were there. It's just time to move on. Absolutely. And it's still a job I love. Um, I enjoy coming in every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, I think that it's time comment. I think that's different for everybody. And mm-hmm. it's hard to explain to other people that haven't hit that in their lives yet. But, but you do know when it's time to move on to a new career, um, if that's what we're talking about here. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's something you just feel. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like I said, I love coming in. But it's it's um the, I feel the stress building. It's harder to shake some of that stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of hours I've put in for the last eight years, almost eight years here uh, with this job, um, those are definitely adding up on me too. So um, you know when it's time, and it's like I said, it's hard to explain to somebody else. Well, and you had said you know we, I was you know in full disclosure for those folks who don't know, I was part of your original campaign for mayor, and you had said even then it told most of us who were close to you at the time. That you envision serving two terms, and and lo and behold, uh, even though some circumstances are maybe a little bit different than you had thought at the beginning, that vision has come true. Two terms has proved to be enough. Yeah, when I first started, um, you know, obviously I was hoping just to hit that first election and get in there, um, but I knew that a job like this, you'd need more than four years to really get some things moving and get going. Um, so I always figured two terms would be the minimal. Um, coming into this year, 2023, I fully expected to be in the election this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I was prepared to do another term. 
Um, but I did know, um, personally, my wife and kids and I, we all talked and I did know that if I, um, if I was fortunate enough to win this next election this fall, um, that would be my final term. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, for a long time, even before I was involved in politics, I've always thought politicians, uh, should be temporary positions and not, not serve. Um, some of these politicians I think are staying in the, <laughs> the, um, job way too long. And I think it's really important to have new ideas, new energy. Um, and I always said I wanted to get out before I became a politician. I just hope I hit that mark. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's turn the clock back to, to 2007 when you ran for city council as an at-large candidate for the very first time. And, and then move forward. What are some of the things that you think you've learned about public service over that time? First as a city councilman and then in the mayor's office. Yeah. Um, so first of all, just so everybody's aware, I never ran for city council or to become mayor for the, for anything about party politics. For me, it's always been about the community. Um, and so uh, serving in these roles, these four terms that I've been part of, um, both council and mayor, um, I've definitely learned um, the, the great things about our community. You get out there, you get to talk to a lot of people, you get to see a lot of what's going on. Sometimes you're part of those good things. Um, and then you also get to hear the, the opposite side, the kind of the, the, the better side of this community. <laughs> um, not sure how to say that. So yeah. I want to keep it the more there. Challenging <laughs> well, the more challenging. Yeah, there there we go. go. Um, but it's, it's one thing I've learned about myself with public service is that I just truly enjoy it. It's something, um, that I think everybody should experience. It's something a lot of people in our community already do. Um, but I've really enjoyed being able to be there to, whether it was to help get something moving or to find the middle ground on, on, um, between two groups that were, you know, arguing or fighting. Um, that's, that's what I enjoyed. And just knowing that I was able to serve Goshen in a way, Mm -hmm. um, that hopefully left it a little better now that I'm, I'm stepping down from when I started. Um, that, that was always my goal. And I, I feel pretty, pretty successful in saying that, that I've achieved that. Everybody will have their own answer to this particular question about if you were to think about Jeremy Stutzman, especially in the mayor's office, what would you consider a defining moment? And I want to ask what your defining moment would be or, or moments, but I will share mine to begin with, to give you time to think about okay. uh, the answer to that question. I believe, and we've talked about this before, your defining moment as mayor was during the flood of 2016. I just thought that, you know, that that was a time when the challenges of what you've learned and the challenges of public service just really exposed who you were as a person as well as a leader. And I mean that in a very complimentary way. Uh, not sure how many mayors around the state would don boots and start cleaning out basements uh, at a time that was really incredible for for our city in terms of taking on that challenge. Mm-hmm. What, what what comes to mind when you think about the flood, 216, the city coming together, those kind of things? Yeah, in 2018 when we had the flood, that was definitely um, intense. I wasn't prepared at all for that type of mm-hmm. um, natural disaster and knowing what I needed to do as mayor. Um, I've always said and been very fortunate that the the city staff that we had in place, the management team, um, and the staff below and below them is where they came together. They did what they needed to do. And we were able to, as a group, um, define all the issues, uh, figure out the solutions to best solve them at the time. And so um, it, it was just a really amazing, exhausting moment to go through in our community. But um, again, that, the, that flood, um, we saw the best of our community too. People, mm-hmm. we had so many volunteers, we, we didn't have anywhere to send them. 
And so we were trying to manage volunteers, trying to manage the issues, trying to help people that were out of their homes and, and clean up their homes. And it definitely, definitely took a lot um, of time and effort, but our this group did it. Well, I would make the case that not only did we see the best of the community, but we saw the best of Jeremy Stutzman. And, and I go back to something that I'd heard during your first mayoral campaign. I was sitting in the old combination deli butcher shop or whatever that isn't there anymore, but there were a couple of people who were being somewhat derisive of your candidate and didn't realize my participation at the time uh, and, and, and said, well, you know, who wants a handyman for, you know, to be the mayor? And that came back to me during the flood of 2018. I'll, you corrected me, and that's good. Um, but come back to the 2018 flood, and I thought, yeah, I'm kind of glad we got a handyman who's mayor. <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad we got a guy who will pull on his boots and go into the basement and help people, you know, address this in a very personal way. Um, is that how much of that speaks to just who you believe you are? I think it speaks to a lot. I'm I've always been the um, the type of person that's willing to do any job. Mm-hmm. I want to get in there. I want to help. And if I can help somebody else, whether whether it's just like through, you know, the serving with meetings and coming up with ideas or actually getting boots on the ground and, mm-hmm. and getting out there. That's that's what I've always enjoyed. Um, that's what I'm always going to do. Um, it's funny. Once I once I was elected, uh, you know, if I helped anybody, if I picked up a piece of trash <laughs> while I was walking down the sidewalk, somebody would say, hey, must be election year. <laughs> so, so but that's who I've always been. In fact, uh, whenever a city staff member uh, leaves the city, retires, whatever, mm-hmm. there's a checklist HR goes through, you know, turn in um, whatever they've been issued by the city, keys, all that type of stuff. So we got the checklist out the other day and, um, you know, I got the laptop, the iPad, mm-hmm. the pencil for the iPad. So we're going through all that and I'm just making sure I've got everything that I need to be turning in. And I um, think I, I, I'm pretty sure I can say I'm the only mayor in Indiana that has to turn in a city issued chainsaw as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I've used that thing several, several yeah, times. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's pretty unique. So let me flip it then. Um, when you think of some of the defining moments for you during your term as mayor, what are some of the things that come to mind? You know, 2018, the flood was a big one. Uh, 2020 with the pandemic, that was another one. Um, again, no no idea uh, really how to how to step up and lead through something like that, especially when it's, it's more in the medical world. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the very get-go with my city staff and everything the city we're doing, I have immediately said we're going to follow any directives that are given to us by whether it's the, the county health department, the governor, or the president. And we did that. Um, didn't make everybody happy, but we they, we figure they have much better advisors than, than what Jeremy knows about the medical <laughs> world. So we made sure to follow that. And it was, um, it was a tough time, two disasters, and two very different responses from community. It's, uh, and, and it's interesting because you were very diplomatic in saying that not everybody agreed with everything that you <laughs> did, but... From the political standpoint, and you've emphasized several times during the course of your career um, that that you're trying to stay as non-political as possible, even though it's an elected office. Mm-hmm. From the political standpoint in dealing with the pandemic here, um, was there ever a time when you were more disappointed than what you experienced during those 8, 10, 12 weeks when the pandemic first hit? Um, actually the, the, when it first hit, that was when, that was another one of those moments when it was amazing to watch Goshen be Goshen mm-hmm. because people came together. Um, people were having to step down out of their jobs. There was a lot of help there. Um, and so we saw our community come together, uh, that, that just lasted too long. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's when things started to fall apart was towards the end of 2020 is what I noticed here. 
Um, so I, I think that, um, yeah, as always, our community came together at the initial part and it was just, there became that division, unfortunately. And I think it's, you know, some, some, uh, whether it's media, whether it's politicians, whether it's others, um, that pandemic became a political issue. Mm-hmm. And that's when things tend to go poorly is when they become political. And that's why I always try to stay out of it. Try yeah. to try to find the reasons why we should be doing it as a community, not why Democrats or Republicans or independents should be doing. Mm-hmm. We should be careful not to not to denigrate politics as itself too much because there are some positives. <clears throat> and I think you and city council probably develop that as much as, as well as anybody in this area. Even though the, you've served with a Republican-controlled city council as a Democratic mayor, the cooperation level between the executive and the legislative branch here in Goshen has been something that I think other people marvel about. It, I think that's absolutely true. And that it takes a lot of time on both sides, uh, making sure we keep our relationships mm-hmm. up, making sure we're doing everything we can to make sure um, the others uh, involved and also knowledgeable of what's happening. Um, and sometimes when things are moving fast, you can forget to, to make those phone calls. Um, but Council President Brett Weddle has been great to work with. Um, I've enjoyed working with all the council members mm-hmm. over the years that I've served with. Um, but it definitely, um, it doesn't happen by mistake here in Goshen. Mm-hmm. It's we all put time into building those relationships and maintaining them so that we we are here um, and can, can truly say we're working for the community. Well, and that goes back for me to the early days of your campaign for city council, uh, an awful lot of people in Goshen said, you know, I'm going to vote for the young guy, Jeremy Stutzman, the young Democrat, and I'm going to vote for the veteran Republican, Tom Stump. And you two won elections twice together mm-hmm. um, as at-large city council uh, candidates. And that might speak to how Goshen views things as well as anything in the political realm. I think it does. And I think what we've seen over the last, I don't know, I'd say four to five elections, so 16 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your district candidates and people tend to vote their party at the district level. So they're picking whatever Democrat, Republican, whoever they feel there is their party. Um, and then I think at the, the, um, at large level, it tend they seem to be picking one Republican, one Democrat to try and balance things. And I think that shows a lot of what Goshen is, is, um, not necessarily Republican or Democrat town, but a town that wants to see some balance. And I think that that's, that's another reason why Goshen's so successful. One of the things that's been thrown at you and the city for the last six or seven years is just almost every subject you can think of, the word growth goes with it. We've grown in infrastructure. Uh, we've grown in population. We've grown in business. You know, unfortunately, in some cases, we've grown with with challenges. But your learning curve for managing growth, how did that, how did that progress during your seven-plus years? Yeah. So the, um, you know, managing the growth of my business as I started that and mm-hmm. ran that for 17 years before I became mayor, um, is it's very similar, but when you do it with a community, um, uh, a whole community, that management of that growth is much harder because then all of a sudden you're, you're directly dealing with either, um, uh, things that didn't happen in the past or mistakes that mm-hmm. were made in the past by past leaders. And I'm not talking like the Alan Kaufman years. I'm talking like the history of Goshen. Right. And um, so as a mayor, you're trying to figure out how do we keep this growth going and deal with the traffic that we have here in town because the roads aren't, you know, laid mm-hmm. out necessarily oh, yeah. the perfect yeah. way. Um, and, and a lot of those growth issues that you come up on, you're talking millions and millions of dollars to fix them. So it's not it's not something you can do immediately. 
So you just try to you try to manage that growth and make sure that you're making those decisions along with the council members, redevelopment commission members, and others, um, making those decisions for the community that help best manage what you have and where you're where you're headed. So 20, 25 years from now, when you're flipping through the scrapbook, um, what are some of the things that you're most proud of uh, during your tenure? You know, I think the the thing that comes to mind first um, would be the fully inclusive park we built in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was one of my main goals when I came into office. Um, you know, with the generosity of, of people like Rick Finnegan and Carrie's you know, Kids Foundation, mm-hmm. um, he made he he immediately made that project possible for the city of Goshen. We've had a lot of other great people that have stepped up with either time or money to help make projects move forward. Um, but having that first fully inclusive park has been great. Um, looking back and thinking about how we managed through the flood, like I said before, mm-hmm. um, that that's another highlight. Uh, I had actually taken a, a class uh, with a um, group down in Indianapolis about emergency management. Mm-hmm. And the day after the water started to recede in the mail, I got a certificate that said I was emergency management <laughs> certified. So <laughs> it was a little late, but <laughs> yeah. but it, um, and, and then uh, some other things that I've just found, uh, just some of those one-off instances mm-hmm. where there was an issue that needed to be handled, and um, and this community came together and, and got those those issues handled. Those are those are the moments I remember. I would be remiss if I didn't ask on the flip side, what are some things that you really wanted to get done that have been left undone and you hope future administrations will be able to take care of? Yeah, I think one the top project there that I really wanted to get done uh, was the multi-purpose facility, the ice rink for the city of Goshen. Um, we've, for a long time, starting with Mayor Pirro when he started doing bike paths and Alan Kaufman really um, pressed on those, we, we've led our area in quality of life projects for a long time. And we're still a great community, still have a lot of quality of life here. But I wish we could have gotten that that ice rink project off and running when we did, um, when we started it. Um, but we're getting closer. Um, you know, we would have been one of the first communities to build an ice rink in this area. And mm-hmm. now we're going to be one of the last. So, but, you know, we got a lot of other great things going on. Um, so that's one I wish we could have we could have gotten moved forward. And, and then just a few of the traffic issues. I wish we could have figured out the money on a few of the issues to help um, mitigate some of what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I just went down to Indianapolis last week with with our new mayor, Gene Electi, will be coming in um, to fill out my term. And we went to some classes down there with AIM, mm-hmm. um, Accelerated Indiana Municipalities. And it was kind of a mayor's one-on-one, help catch her up about how finances work, how how you interact with state government, how all this, being a mayor, how it functions. Um, and it was a great time, but I can tell you, we got down there to Indy, and they've got a lot of money and a lot of roads, and it's the same issue. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you're small town, big town, you're dealing with traffic, and it's what are you used to, um, to whether or not it's a big deal. You so. feel pretty confident. You know, we, we're, we all, when we hand something off to somebody else, are like, eh. <laughs> You feel pretty confident about handing this off to Gina and watching her run? I do. I, I really do. You know, whenever you um, uh, hand something off, whether it's somebody that you've had the opportunity to be part of picking or if it's somebody that, that um, just gets it after you, you always hope that they, they continue with the things that you value and that you, you really pushed for. But at the same time, I think these positions are meant, you know really there to represent the community. Um, so if there's some other values, some other pieces that start getting play and divert to, you know, maybe it's time for that, to, to put some more efforts behind those. But I do think Gina is going to do a fantastic job and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what she brings our community. 
So I got to ask, how are Bowden and Pippin going to handle Dad not being mayor anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which kid you ask. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, years ago when my kids were younger, um, they'd always ask what I did as mayor. And so I'd tell them, mm-hmm. you know, this or that and and never seemed to be impressed. And then one year, um, Pippin, she was quite a bit younger. She, she's 14 now, but she's quite a bit younger. And she said, who decides um, and how do you decide what trick-or-treating when that happens in the city? <laughs> and I said, well, that's that's something the dad gets to decide. I pick the time and the day that we're going to do the trick-or-treating, and that's how we do it. And she um, just was immediately wowed. And then for about a year, out of all the stuff I do as mayor, nothing <laughs> but dad picks trick-or-treating There day. you go. <laughs> that was important to her at that yeah. particular time. Uh, as we wrap this conversation up, it, we do have to kind of give a tip of the cap to Maya and to the kids and to some of your extended family. Uh, when someone occupies the mayor's office, uh, it means the whole family is serving the city of Goshen, and, and your family certainly has stepped forward. They, they have, and I've, I'm just so grateful for, for Bowden, Maya, and Pippin. Um, you know, I, always, I did a lot of early morning hours, uh, mm-hmm. so I'd work and get put in the hours when they were sleeping. Um, but yeah, they've been through a lot and, you know, whether we're out at dinner first Fridays, you know, there's, there's always somebody coming up to say hi, which, um, but they, they feel that, you know, so, um, I think they're excited to have a little more family time too. Um, but yeah, they've been troopers through this whole thing. And, you know, Bowden was, was one when I was first elected to council and, um, and Pippin's never known me, um, any other way than being elected in office. So, um, I'm not sure they quite know what's next. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what's next, but <laughs> so, so we elected the handy mayor, man, the mayor, and that was a good thing, but maybe even a better thing when you look at the Stutzman household is, um, the bride is getting her handyman back full time <laughs> and she's probably waiting with a list. <laughs> I, I got more done when I was a mayor than at the home than I did when I was in construction. Oh, that's right. They, they always say um, you don't want a contractor working on your house yeah. whose house looks great because if his house looks great, he's not working. <laughs> he's doing yours. Jeremy, the, we'll, we'll have you back in a couple of weeks. We'll let you get to learn the ropes a little bit over at La Casa, um, and, and we'll chat about how you view La Casa and, and how you're peering into the future and anything else. But you know, on behalf of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, Nick and Kathy and I certainly have seen you up close and personal and, and seen what you've done. On behalf of the Goshen community, thank you for your years of service and uh, blessings on you and your family as you go into this new challenge. Thank you, Vince. And I'm you know excited to take that next step, but also excited to know that I'll still be heavily involved in, in Goshen. Oh, yeah. And, and well, Elkhart County now, too. So, yeah. We'll, we'll find you. All righty. We'll find you. <laughs> Our thanks to outgoing Mayor Jeremy Stutzman. Sounds Around Town brought to you in part by Everance and is a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. Don't forget, Sound of Goshen offers you Sound of the Economy, Sounds of Success, Sounds of Service, and Sounds Around Town. I'm your host, Vince Turner.